another episode of Impact Today. We are Mark and Victoria Bowling. We're evangelists and teachers of the Word of God. We're so happy that you decided to join us today. And I just want to encourage you to go ahead and grab your Bible and a notebook so you can take some notes while we teach from the Word of God. And then later on, you can go back and look at your notes and study them and look back over the scriptures that we turn to and really give the Word of God a chance to get into your heart and make an impact on your life. We want to encourage you to go to our website at globalimpactministries.com. If you go there, you'll be able to access every episode that we've ever made of this show. This show is all about faith and healing. Faith in God's word and healing by the power of God. Amen. So for the past many weeks, mm -hmm. we have been looking at different miracle testimonies in the word of God, in the life of Jesus. We've been in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, the gospels. Um, there we read historical accounts of some of the things Jesus did while he walked on this earth. And the reason we do that is because if we will look at the people who received their healing from Jesus and we will do the same thing that they did, we can get the same results. Because we know that Jesus Christ is always the same and he doesn't change. And we know that God doesn't show any partiality. He doesn't have favorites. So whatever he will do for one, he'll do for another. So in studying these different stories, we actually can put ourselves in a position to receive the miracle that we need. Amen. So who are we looking at this week? Today we're looking at the, the healing of Malchus' ear. This is a phenomenal story, especially when you look at all the details and the context of this healing. This, this healing takes place when Jesus is in the Garden of Gethsemane. He's consecrating himself to the will of the Father. This is where Jesus says, not my will, but thine be done because he's about to go to the cross of Calvary for the sin of all of humanity. In mm -hmm. uh, just a little, a few hours from this moment in time, God is going to place on him all of our sin, all of our guilt, all of our shame. He's going to absorb all of our curse. Mm -hmm. And for the very first time, in Jesus' existence, which he never had a beginning, he was born of the Virgin Mary, but he's the one who created the heavens and the earth. He is the one who existed from eternity past in perfect fellowship with the Father. And he's now faced with Calvary. He's now faced with becoming the sacrifice, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. Mm -hmm. And he's, his, his heart, his, his will is like, I'm not sure I can do this. And so he's praying. And there's so much pressure. If you uh, read the accounts, he even sweat drops of blood. But he won the battle. And he said, Father, not my will, but yours be done. And he approaches his disciples and he said, Wake up, because they were sleeping on him. Wake up, 
my betrayer is coming. And at that moment, we read that Judas Iscariot is now bringing a crowd of people to come arrest Jesus. This is the context of this healing in which we're going to read about here. So, uh, In Luke chapter 22, beginning in verse 47, it says, And while he was still speaking, behold, a multitude, and he who was called Judas, one of the twelve, went before them and drew near to Jesus to kiss him. But Jesus said to him, Judas, are you betraying the Son of Man with a kiss? When those around him saw what was going to happen, they said to him, Lord, shall we strike with the sword? And one of them struck the servant of the high priest and cut off his right ear. But Jesus answered and said, Permit even this. And he touched his ear and healed him. Then Jesus said to the chief priests, captains of the temple, and the elders who had come to him, Have you come out as against a robber with swords and clubs? When I was with you daily in the temple, you did not try to seize me, but this is your hour and the power of darkness. What a story. If you read Matthew's account, it says, now what she just read in Luke's account, it says that uh, Judas came with, uh, from the Jewish leaders, the high priests, the priests, and the elders of the Jews, the religious leaders, they had sent Judas. And Judas had obtained uh, this multitude. And we're going to find out the details of what this multitude actually was. But let me just read uh, Matthew's account real quick of just verse 47. It says, And while he was still speaking, that's Jesus, while Jesus was still speaking, behold, Judas, one of the twelve, with a great multitude, with swords and clubs, came from the chief priests and elders of the people. Now notice it says that Judas, now remember, this is one of Jesus' disciples who's now betraying Jesus. He comes from the the elders, the Jewish leaders, with a, now notice, a great multitude who is holding clubs and swords. John's account says they also had lanterns. Remember, this is in the middle of the night. And so, uh, you know, what stands out to me here is anytime I've seen a movie or any kind of um, story um, on TV showing this Garden of Gethsemane scene when Jesus comes to be arrested, it's usually like six, seven men who come to arrest him with Judas Iscariot. But it says right here in Matthew's account that there was a great multitude coming to arrest Jesus. When you go to John's account, this is where it gets very, very interesting. John chapter 18, listen to this. Verse 1, When Jesus had spoken these words, He went out with His disciples over the the brook Kidron, where there was a garden, which He and His disciples entered. And Judas who betrayed him, also knew the place. For Jesus often met there with his disciples. When Judas, having received a detachment of troops and officers from the chief priests and Pharisees, came there with lanterns, torches, and weapons. 
Now, a detachment of troops in the Greek, it says a cohort. A cohort was between 300 and 600 Roman soldiers. So Judas is coming with three to 600 Roman soldiers and officers, which were the temple police. The temple police, uh, these were the guys who were responsible for executing uh, the orders of the religious court, the, 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 the high priest, the, the Sanhedrin. These guys would say, this person's guilty of blasphemy. Go make sure that they're captured and arrested. And they would go get them and bring them. And a lot of times they're going to be killed. These are the guys who are coming after Jesus. A large crowd. Now here's what's awesome. Jesus approaches them. He doesn't go and hide. He knows exactly what's about to happen. And he approaches them. And notice what he says in John 18, verse uh, verse 4. Why don't you read that, babe? Jesus, therefore knowing all things that would come upon him, went forward and said to them, Whom are you seeking? They answered him, Jesus of Nazareth. Jesus said to them, I am he. And Judas, who betrayed him, also stood with them. Now when he had said to them, I am he, they drew back and fell to the ground. Then he asked them again, Whom are you seeking? And they said, Jesus of Nazareth. Jesus answered, I have told you that I am he. Therefore, if you seek me, let these go their way, that the saying might be fulfilled which he spoke. Of those whom you gave me, I have lost none. So notice here, this is amazing. Judas Iscariot's bringing this crowd. It says a great multitude between three to 600 Roman soldiers trained men, plus the temple police. They have weapons, they have their swords, they have clubs, they have their lanterns. And Jesus goes to them and he says, who are you seeking? And they said, we're seeking Jesus of Nazareth. And he says, now the, the, the English Bible says, I am he. But the word he's not in the original language. Actually, Jesus said, I am meaning I am God. When, when Moses asked God, when his encounter with God, he says, who should I say has sent me? And God said to him, tell them, I am whom I am has sent you. When Jesus says, I am, he's saying, I am God. Mm-hmm. And when he said that, the power of God emanated from Jesus and came upon this large multitude, and the Bible says they fell backwards to the ground. The power of God caused this whole crowd, it could have been, who knows, up to a thousand people, boom, they go down to the ground. Now notice this, Jesus didn't leave. Nope, he waited for them to get up, back up, and then he asked them again, who are you seeking? So I want you to picture this. He wasn't afraid. I mean, maybe he was afraid, but he wasn't a coward. Yeah. He was very brave. Very brave. He knew they were coming. He knew this was the moment why he came to planet Earth. 
He didn't run and hide. He actually went and met them. They didn't even have to come and find him. Yes. And he says, who are you seeking? Jesus of Nazareth, I am. They fall down to the ground, overwhelmed by the presence, by the glory of Jesus Christ. But he stands there and waits for them to recover. They get back up. It's still dark. Judas comes and kisses Jesus on the cheek, a kiss of betrayal. And he says, Judas, you're, you're betraying the Son of Man with a kiss? My friend calls him friend. It's amazing. Perfect love. And when the disciples find out, or they kind of recognize what's really happening here, they said, Lord, should we use the sword? And Peter, before he has a chance to answer, pulls out a sword and takes off the ear of the high priest's servant, the very one who ordered his arrest. Of course, you know he missed. He was going for yeah, the head. Yeah, I was just thinking that because <laughs> in order to cut someone's ear off, yeah. you have to like slice it in just the right spot. Yeah. And Peter, he was probably going for the guy's head yes. and he missed. Peter wasn't a trained soldier like the Romans who were right there. He's a fisherman, mm -hmm. you know. He missed. But notice what Jesus says. Put your sword away. Now, he says other things. And I'm gonna, we're going to talk about the other things he says. But notice, in this kind of atmosphere, this is a very intense atmosphere. Right. It's in the middle of the night. He's being arrested by a multitude of Roman soldiers and police, uh, temple policemen. The one, I mean, the, his enemies. And the servant of the high priest who ordered his arrest his ear is taken off, and, P and Jesus takes his ear, puts it on his head, and heals him. What an amazing picture we have of the love of Jesus Christ. And the power. And the power. I mean, he did it in front of all of those soldiers. Yes. They had to have seen it. This wasn't a prayer meeting. Right. This wasn't everyone, be quiet and be reverent in the presence of the Lord. Yeah. So God can move. <laughs> no, no. There's a sword flying. There's an arrest happening. He's being betrayed. And he takes the guy's ear and he puts it on his head. We know it's off because this says it took his ear off, puts it there, and heals it. And the man is instantly healed and made whole. Pretty amazing. That's the power of Jesus Christ. That's the glory of Jesus Christ. It's the love of Jesus Christ. The, in this whole thing, Jesus is the one in charge. Right. No one took away his life. He willingly laid it down for you and me. Mm -hmm. Now notice what he says in Matthew 26, verse 53. When he's healing the man, notice what he says. This is so awesome. In Matthew 26, verse 53. But Jesus said to him, put your sword in its place for all who take the sword will perish by the sword. Or do you think that I cannot cannot now pray to my father 
and he will provide me with more than 12 legions of angels. Did you hear that? So he's basically saying, if I want to get out of this situation, it's no big deal. I can do that without your help. Yes. I don't need you to pick up a sword and defend me because it, all I have to do is give the word and I'm out of here. Yeah, that's right. And a 12 legion of angels, legions, uh, one legion is between three to 6,000. Hmm. And he said, if I just give the word, 12 legions are coming to my rescue. That would be between 36,000 and 72,000 angels. Yeah, but he knew that this was the will of God. Yes. So he refrained from doing that. Amen. Hallelujah. So I want you to see this. Not only that, after he said that, John's account says this, put your sword into the sheath. Shall I not drink the cup which my father has given me? See, this was the very reason why Jesus came. Mm -hmm. For three and a half years, he's working miracles. He's raising the dead, opening the eyes of the blind, setting people free from demons. But the very reason why he came was to taste death for you and me. Mm -hmm. I got this thought as I was looking over this story. Jesus healed his enemy's ear, and then he died for all of his enemies. That's amazing. Yeah. Hallelujah. And who are his enemies? You and me. We were his enemies. Mm. The Bible says in Romans, listen to this. In Romans chapter 5, here it is. It sums it up right here. Romans chapter 5 Starting with verse 6, it says, For when we were still without strength, in due time Christ died for the ungodly. That's you and me. For scarcely for a righteous man will one die, yet perhaps for a good man someone would even dare to die. But God demonstrates His own love toward us. In that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Amen. Much more than having now been justified by his blood, we shall be saved from wrath through him. For if when we were enemies, we were reconciled to God through the death of his son, much more having been reconciled, we shall be saved by his life. Not only that, but we also rejoice in God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have received the reconciliation. So, this is a marvelous story. Jesus heals the very servant of the man who ordered his arrest so that he could be arrested and go to the cross and die for us. We were his enemies. You know, um, the man whose ear was cut off wasn't one of the men in charge coming to arrest him. Mm -hmm. He was a servant mm -hmm. of a man who was coming to arrest him. So we don't really know what he thought of Jesus. He had to be there because his master was there. Yeah. But maybe, um, you know, we don't even know what was going on there. Mm -hmm. 
maybe he had given his heart to Jesus. Mm -hmm. Maybe he stood there recognizing this is the Messiah. Mm -hmm. And so when his ear got cut off, he was just in the wrong place at the wrong time. Yeah. And, and Jesus' heart went out to him. Yeah. I mean, we're all enemies of God. Yes. Because the wages of sin is death. Yes. And we've all sinned. Yes. However, who knows what this servant thought about Jesus? Yeah, we don't know for mm -hmm. sure. But he was with the wrong crowd. That yeah. We know that. Yeah. But here's the thing, though. Jesus was in complete charge. Mm -hmm. He could have easily escaped. Actually, multiple times throughout his ministry, he had escaped because it wasn't his time. Right. But now he knows it's his, it's time. his time. And he goes to become the Lamb of God to take away our sins so that instead of us being enemies of God, we could be reconciled to God. Far apart, no longer, now joined together. Listen to Ephesians. Here's another description of what happened for you and me. Ephesians chapter 2, verse 6, it says, But God who is rich in mercy because of his great love with which he loved us, even when we were dead in trespasses, made us alive together with Christ. Mm -hmm. By grace you have been saved. And he raised us up together and made us sit together in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus. This is amazing because not only did Jesus die on the cross so our sins could be forgiven, he died on the cross so that once our sins are forgiven, we could be reunited to God and actually have a place of authority joined together with Christ Jesus at the Father's right hand. Hallelujah. This is an amazing act of love. Mm -hmm. He went the extra mile, if you will, beyond the extra mile for you and me. He loves you. He is the King of glory. He is, as he said there in John 18, the great I am. Thank you, Lord. And if you believe on him, all your sins will be washed away. You will be saved. As you call on his name, that same power that raised Jesus from the dead will come into your spirit and your dead spirit will come alive because the sins in it will be gone. The same power that caused these, this mob, the, these mob of soldiers to fall down on their backs. That same power will come into you, not to knock you down, but to raise you up hmm. to new life in Christ Jesus and heal you. If Jesus can take an ear that has been chopped off someone's head, mm -hmm. put it back on, in a very crazy moment and heal him, what can he do for you? Yes. Oh, hallelujah. hallelujah. He loves you so much. Why don't you accept him into your heart right now? Thank you. He did all of this for you. Say this after me with all of your heart. Dear God in heaven, Dear God in heaven I, acknowledge I acknowledge my need, my need of, a savior. of a Savior. Dear Jesus, Dear Jesus I, call on your name. I call on your name. Your word says, your word says whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. I believe, 
I believe. You died for my sins. You died for my you sins. Took my you took my punishment. My guilt and shame. My guilt and shame. You died with it. You died with but it. You rose again but you rose again on my behalf. On my behalf. Without it. Without it. Therefore, Therefore I am justified. I am justified. And I call, and I call you. You, Lord of my life. Lord of my Jesus life. Jesus is Lord. Jesus is Lord. Dear Jesus, dear Jesus, come into my heart. Come into my heart. Save me from my sins. Save me from my sins. Make me new. Make me new. I believe you do it now. I believe you do it now. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 I'm telling you right now, the power of God is working, and you are being saved. And not only that, you are being healed in your body without even praying a specific prayer for healing. The power of God is healing you right now. Just receive it. The same Jesus that healed Malchus' ear and restored it is right there in your room healing you right now. Say, it's mine. I take it now. Hallelujah. My friend, your sins are forgiven if you prayed that prayer. We want to encourage you to call the number on your screen. Tell someone what has happened. Give them your prayer request. But also tell them what has happened for you. If you've accepted Jesus, call someone and tell them. Hallelujah. We love you. And we're happy that God is doing great things in your life. We'll see you next time. Thank you.